وَلَن تَسْتَطِيعُوا Allah addresses the men that you will never be able, you will never have the ability to do what? أَن تَعْدِلُوا بَيْنَ النِّسَاءِ That you be just between the women. This is in the case of a man who has multiple wives. It's possible for him to be very fair at the beginning, but then eventually a time comes when he is more inclined towards one. She cooks better, she looks better, she is nicer in her treatment of him, she's more respectful, right? Or her children, she doesn't have children yet, so she has all the time to dedicate to him, okay? So, it's very much possible that a man will be unfair between his wives. So Allah says, وَلَن تَسْتَطِيعُوا أَن تَعْدِلُوا بَيْنَ النِّسَاءِ You will never be able to be equal in feeling between wives. And notice this is feeling, not in other things. It doesn't mean that he gives money to one and the other he doesn't give money to. He spends time with one and the other he doesn't spend any time with her. No. He has to treat them fairly, but obviously the matter of the heart, he doesn't have control over it. Okay? So you don't have the capacity to do that. وَلَوْ حَرَصْتُمْ Even if you greedily desire, even if you yearn, even if you try your best to be equal in your feelings towards your wives. So what's the solution then? Follow your heart? Yeah? That the man loves one wife so he should spend more time with her? And he doesn't like the other one that much so he just ignore her? Yeah? Is that the solution? No. What's the solution? فَلَا تَمِيلُوا كُلَّ الْمَيْلِ Do not incline complete inclination. تَمِيلُوا from مَيْلِ ميم Meaning do not completely incline to one. Do not completely bend on one side. Because if you bend on one side, what's going to happen? The other is going to suffer. فَتَذَرُوهَا So then you will leave her, the other one, كَالْمُعَلَّقَةِ Hanging. Think about it. You have a scale. Okay? And if a person bends onto one side, like puts more weight on one side, the other one is just going to be hanging in the air. مُعَلَّقَةِ عَيْنْ لَامْ What is this مُعَلَّقَةِ? That the wife feels like neither she is married nor she is unmarried. She doesn't feel like a wife. Nor is she single to marry somebody else. She's just hanging between marriage and divorce. Okay? She's just hanging, suspended. Kalmu'allaqa. Now the thing is that, typically, when we find something difficult to do, what do we tell ourselves? I can't do it. So we excuse ourselves. It's too hard for me to forgive them, I can't forgive them. It's too hard for me to control myself from backbiting, so I'm just going to go backbite. It's too hard for me to rid myself of this jealousy, so I am going to entertain these feelings. It's too hard, too hard. And we excuse ourselves. Is that the right way? No. What do we learn over here? Just because your heart is not in it, doesn't mean you're excused from it. You still have to try. Doesn't mean that just because you're not that much inclined towards one wife, you ignore her completely. No, you cannot ignore her. You still have to give her her rights. فَلَا تَمِيلُوا كُلَّ الْمَيْلِ Do not incline completely towards one so that you leave the other hanging, suspended, neither married nor divorced. So what's the solution? What should be done? وَإِن تُصْلِحُوا Do إِصْلَاح Meaning, fix problems as they arise. Does it happen in marriage? Do problems come up? All the time. So what's the solution? Fix them. Keep fixing them. وَإِن تُصْلِحُوا Mistake happens, fix it. You end up wronging one, apologize to her. You end up depriving one of their right, make up for it some other way. 
And this is something very important between a husband and a wife. You know about your duties, but you're a human being. You will fall short. So what's the solution then? Make up for it. Make up for it through something else. It's like you weren't able to be home on time and as a result dinner wasn't ready on time and your husband is upset that I'm hungry, I'm tired, I need food and there's no food here and your class, I don't know how long it's gonna go for. So he's upset about it. So what are you gonna do? Make up for it through some other way. Next day make dessert as well. Okay? Tuslihu, do islah. وَتَتَّقُوا and fear Allah. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا Then indeed Allah is ever forgiving and merciful. So who is Allah forgiving and merciful towards? Those who try. Those who attempt to make things better. Not those who say, I can't do it. May Allah forgive me. I can't do it. It's too hard. I hope Allah will be merciful towards me. No, Allah is forgiving and merciful towards those who try. Because the thing is that if a man is unfair between his wives, this is a a major sin. We learn in a hadith that whoever has two wives and inclines to one of them too much, and as a result the other is deprived, then he will come on the day of resurrection with one of his sides dragging. One of his sides dragging. Why dragging? Because it's paralyzed. Dragging. This is how he will come on the day of judgment. So a person cannot be unfair with his wives. So it's not possible to be 100% fair. What is he required to do? Try to maintain justice. Aisha radiallahu anha, she said, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa used to treat his wives equally. He used to treat his wives equally to the best that he could. And he would say, Oh Allah, this is my division in what I am able to. So do not blame me for what you own and I do not own. Meaning you have control over and I don't have control over. I try my best to divide my time, to divide the money equally. However, the heart is something I don't have control over. And isn't that so? The heart is something we don't have control over. So he would seek Allah's forgiveness for that. وَإِيَّ And if they two separate, the husband and wife, there was issues on the part of the husband. The woman tried to compromise. Or the issues got worse. The relationship wasn't working out. They tried to do sulh. They tried to reconcile. They tried to compromise. One thing after the other. They tried for a year, for two years. It just didn't work out. Does it happen? Does it happen? Yeah? It does happen. So at the end, they end up getting divorced. If they separate, then... Allah says, يُغْنِ اللَّهُ Then Allah will enrich. غَنِي He will make rich. Who? كُلًّا Each one of them, the man and the woman, مِنْ Of his abundance. Meaning, once divorce has happened, then move on. Don't say, what if, and if only. Move on. And don't think that your life is over. Just because that man is not in your life anymore doesn't mean your life is over. Or just because that woman is not in his life anymore, his life is over. No, move on. And ask Allah for His bounty. Allah will enrich you from the person you were previously associated with. Because even when you were married to him, who was your provider? Allah was. And now that you're not married to him, again, who is your provider? Allah is. Who gave you that man in the first place? Allah did. And if Allah took that man away from you, who will give you another one? Allah will. 
So yu'unillahu kullam min sa'ati. Because after divorce, especially if people have tried to come to a solution, many many times they've tried compromise, they've tried settlement, but it didn't work out, and then divorce happened, people have regrets. People have regrets. I wish I hadn't done this. I wish we didn't do it. But the one who has tried to do islah, they will not have regrets. Believe me. They will not have regrets. Because I have seen many people go through divorce. I've seen people who've been very hasty, who have not come to any compromise, no islah, no settlement, nothing. Such people always have regrets. And they should have regrets. And then on the other hand, there are people who took their time, who tried different things, who discussed and took counsel and took guidance and took advice and tried different options. But still when it did not work out as a last resort, they divorced. So do they have regrets? Inshallah they don't. And Allah will enrich them with His bounty. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ وَاسِعًا حَكِيمًا And Allah is wasir. He is ever-encompassing. What does it mean? His bounties are unlimited. His bounties are unlimited. Why should a woman ever think, what if I don't get married again? She should never think like this. If she is divorced, never she should think like this. Why? Because Khadija anha wasn't she in her 40s when she got married to the Prophet ﷺ? Sauda radiallahu anha, wasn't she so old? Wasn't she beyond the age of marriage? Right? Um Salama, didn't she have children? Yes. But every single one of them found a husband. She actually got married at a young age and it didn't work out. And she was in her mid or late 50s when she got married again. Alhamdulillah. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Even though um, my uncle passed away, she did find someone eventually. Yes. So this is amazing that Allah will enrich from His bounty. So ask Allah for His bounty. Ask Allah for the spouse that you need. وَإِن يَتَفَرَّقَ يُغْنِ اللَّهُ كُلَّ مِنْ سَعَتِهِ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ وَاسِعًا حَكِيمًا Because the thing is that sometimes when there's divorce, people say, you know, but we did istikhara. And you know, that man, that boy was so religious. He is religious. He is good. I mean, he has a beard. She wears a hijab. Uh, he recites Qur'an. She recites Qur'an. How? Why did this divorce happen? Remember, divorce doesn't mean that those two people are evil. It doesn't mean those two people are sinful and really bad. No. Marriage is what? Union. Union of who? Two individuals. And for union, both have to be on the same page. There has to be some kind of similarity, some kind of compatibility. And you might think that the two individuals are very compatible just because they are religious. But it's not necessary. It's not necessary. People may be religious, very righteous, very pious, very good in their manners, very honest. But they may not be compatible. So if they end up getting divorced, don't think, must be something. There must be something about them. No. And trust Allah. You did istikhara, it didn't work out. There's some khair in this. Allah intended to teach you something through this experience. 
And isn't that so? When people go through divorce, they learn things, they realize things about themselves, about others, that they could never have learned otherwise. If a person goes through divorce, he realizes the value of a dutiful, a good wife. And then when he finds one, eventually, then he is very grateful for her. Then he values her. And if he found her easy, then he would never have valued her. That sometimes when people go through divorce, they come closer to Allah. You know why? Because they're praying to Allah more. They're crying before Him more. They're pouring out their heart before Him. They're asking Him for solution, for the best thing. They go for Umrah. They give Sadaqah. Right? So it brings them closer to Allah. وَلِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ And to Allah belongs whatever is in the heavens and whatever that is in the earth. وَلَقَدْ وَصَّيْنَا الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ And we instructed, وَصَّيْنَا from وَصِيَّةِ وَوْصَادِيَةِ We have instructed the people of the book before you. وَإِيَّاكُمْ And also you, O Muslims. What did Allah instruct the people of the book before us and also us? Meaning fear Allah, even with regards to marriage, even with regards to divorce. In every situation, fear Allah. وَإِن تَكْفُرُوا And if you disbelieve, and remember the other meaning of kufr? Kufran? Ingratitude. If you're ungrateful. فَإِنَّ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ Then indeed to Allah belongs everything that is in the heavens and everything that is in the earth. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَنِيًّا حَمِيدًا And Allah is free of need and praiseworthy. What does this ayah teach us? Realize that we belong to Allah. When we belong to Him, then He can decide whatever in our fate. Don't blame Allah for the divorce that you've gone through, for a difficult marriage that you're living in. Because people say, Oh Allah, what did I ever do that I get such a bad husband? What did I ever do that I end up in a divorce? I was always such a good, chaste girl. I never had any boyfriend. I never had any boy whom I secretly liked. Never. I was so pure. And then I got a husband. And now I'm divorced. Oh Allah, why? No, don't say that. Never let such thoughts come to your mind. Why? Because we belong to Allah and He can decide whatever He wants to do with us. And if we turn away from Him, then where can we go? Where can we go? What do we have? Nothing. Nothing at all. وَلِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ And to Allah belongs whatever that is in the heavens and whatever that is in the earth. Notice how many times it's being repeated. Why? To make us realize we belong to Allah. We are His. أَسْلَمَ وَجْهَهُ لِلَّهِ وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ وَكِيلًا And sufficient is Allah as wakil. Who is wakil? Someone on whom you do tawakkul. You did tawakkul on Him. When getting married, you did tawakkul on him when going through divorce. Now do tawakkul on him for things to get better. And sufficient is Allah as wakil. You don't need to depend on others. You just need to depend on him. إِنْ يَشَأْ If he wants, he can take you away. أَيُّهَا nas, O people. If you're ungrateful, you turn away from him, you disobey him. Then what will happen? Allah can take you away. He can replace you. وَيَأْتِ بِآخَرِينَ And replace you with others. آخرين, plural of آخر. Not آخر, آخر. آخر means last. آخر means other. So He can replace you with others. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَى ذَلِكَ قَدِيرًا And Allah is fully capable of doing this. 
What does this ayah mean? The thing is that when we're ungrateful, then blessings are taken away from us. And over here is a warning. That if we turn away from Him, we are not grateful to Him, then Allah can replace us. He can take everything we have away from us. He can replace us with others. Marriage. Many times, a marriage comes to an end. Why? Because one or both of the spouses are ungrateful to each other. The wife is ungrateful to the husband. The husband is ungrateful to the wife. If the wife counts something, what is it? It's things that the husband has not done. It's things that he has not given. It's promises that he has not fulfilled. She forgets and ignores everything that he has done. So when she remembers and lists the bad things, then obviously this relationship cannot last for long. Likewise, if the husband ignores the good that the wife is doing and just remembers her mistakes and shortcomings, then can this marriage survive? No. It can never survive. So what happens then? When a person is ungrateful towards a spouse, then there is divorce. It finishes. And then we see that the man who was once married to a woman, now that woman is out of his life. And another woman has taken her place. Or the man that was in the life of a woman, when he didn't value her, didn't care for her, wasn't thankful for her, then what happened? He was out. And Allah brought somebody else in his place, in her life, who is much better, much more caring. So what's the main lesson we learn here? Be grateful. Gratitude ensures protection of blessings. When we're grateful, blessings will remain. And of the greatest blessings is a spouse. مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ ثَوَابَ dunya. Whoever desires the reward of this world, فَعِنْدَ اللَّهِ ثَوَابُ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ Then Allah has the reward of this world and the hereafter. Because we want immediate, immediate gratification. We want immediate results. We want that we should have the best husband, best children, best house, everything best in this life. That's our focus. But should that be our focus? No. Allah can give you dunya, and He can also give you akhirah. So sacrifice. If your husband has 10 good qualities and 5 shortcomings, then you know what? Tolerate those 5 shortcomings. You can't have everything perfect in this life anyway. So don't seek dunya. Seek akhirah. Say, Allah, I accept this man, even though he's not 100% as I want him to be, but I accept him, because you decreed him in my life. You make him better for me in Jannah. You make him more beautiful for me in Jannah. Okay? So Allah can give you both. Don't aim for dunya only. Why do you want perfection now? وَكَانَ اللَّهُ سَمِيعًا بَصِيرًا And Allah is hearing and seeing. He's hearing what you're saying. And He's looking at what you're doing. So, what does this verse teach us? That this life is not perfect. There will be ups and downs. There will be imperfections. Tolerate the imperfections. Keep telling yourself, this will be over. And for your patience, for your submissiveness, for your acceptance, Allah will reward you with the very, very best in this world and in the hereafter. But for that, we need to accept and we need to wait and we need to be patient. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us such big hearts, the spaciousness of the heart that we can tolerate Other shortcomings.
Listen to the recitation. وَيَسْتَفْتُونَكَ فِي النِّسَاءِ قُلِ اللَّهُ يُفْتِيكُمْ فِيهِنَّ وَمَا يُتْلَى عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الْكِتَابِ فِي يَتَامَ النِّسَاءِ فِي يَتَامَ النِّسَاءِ اللَّاتِي لَا تُؤْتُونَهُنَّ مَا كُتِبَ لَهُنَّ وَتَرْغَبُونَ وَتَرْغَبُونَ أَن تَنكِحُوهُنَّ وَالْمُسْتَضْعَفِينَ مِنَ الْوِلْدَانِ وَأَن تَقُومُوا لِلْيَتَامَى بِالْقِسْطِ وَمَا تَفْعَلُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ بِهِ عَلِيمًا وَإِنْ امْرَأَةٌ خَافَتْ مِنْ بَعْلِهَا نُشُوزًا أَوْ إِعْرَاضًا فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْهِمَا فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْهِمَا أَنْ يُصْلِحَا بَيْنَهُمَا صُلْحًا وَالصُّلْحُ خَيْرٌ وَأُحْضِرَتِ الْأَنْفُسُ الشُّحَّ وَإِنْ تُحْسِنُوا وَتَتَّقُوا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ خَبِيرًا وَلَنْ تَسْتَطِيعُوا أَنْ تَعْدِلُوا بَيْنَ النِّسَاءِ وَلَوْ حَرَصْتُمْ فَلَا تَمِيلُوا كُلَّ الْمَيْلِ فَتَذَرُوهَا كَالْمُعَلَّقَةِ وَإِن تُصْلِحُوا وَتَتَّقُوا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ غَفُورًا رَّحِيمًا وَإِن يَتَفَرَّقَا يُغْنِ اللَّهُ كُلًّا مِّن سَعَتِهِ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ وَاسِعًا حَكِيمًا وَلِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَقَدْ وَصَّيْنَا الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ وَإِيَّاكُمْ أَنِ اتَّقُوا اللَّهِ وَإِنْ تَكْفُرُوا فَإِنَّ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَنِيًّا حَمِيدًا وَلِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ وَكِيلًا إِنْ يَشَأْ يُذْهِبْكُمْ أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ وَيَأْتِ بِآخَرِينَ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَى ذَلِكَ قَدِيرًا مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ ثَوَابَ الدُّنْيَا فَعِنْدَ اللَّهِ ثَوَابُ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ سَمِيعًا بَصِيرًا Yes, I just wanted to say that we've read this part of the verse so, so many times لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ And every time I would imagine everything else in the universe that belongs to Allah except me. So, Jazakallahu Khair for reminding that we are also... So, we are part of Mafis Samawati wa Mafil Al. It's not just the, the white clouds in the blue sky. It's not just the leaves on the trees. But it's also you and I. We also belong to Him. If He can command the clouds to move on, He can command us to move on from certain things as well. So, we also belong to Him. 
سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ان لا اله الا انت نستغفرك ونتوب اليك السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته